1: Welcome to Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Time podcast. As always, I'm your co-host Art Stone. With me, as always, is your co-host Andy Hard. Uh, I'm fading away.
2: Goodbye, Art. Hi, bunk Bunkers. It's me, your hey, only host, I'm Andy. An no, uh, this is my podcast now, and I'm in <laughs> charge. So there's going to be a few changes around here, Bunk Funkers. Number one, I will no longer be wearing pants.
1: <laughs> you never wear question. Pants.
2: I wasn't wearing pants before. Just checking to see if you've all been paying attention to the lore of this podcast. Andy, are you um,
1: are you ready? You're about to be recruited to a on a mission. A mission from yeah. God? No. Oh, well, depends huh? on how you look at. Oh, the U.S. secret space program.
2: Oh, am I? We are about to disclose the gonna... truth,
1: Andy. Oh. I, I need maybe- you to fucking pucker up that stupid sphincter of yours and your little mouth hole, your little mouth, your, your face butthole. And listen up, man, because we're about to drop some fucking truth disclosure. We're about to weaponize your fucking mind, dude, to the truth of what's fucking happening, bro, in space and Antarctica's and all over the Earth. And Mars? the moons of both lunar yeah Ganymede all of them Earth's satellite and Mars's satellite Granny Mead is the fucking truth bomb bro I need you to be
0: serious you say Granny Mead
2: <laughs> moon Earth Mars's Earth Mars moon Phoebe Granny Mead are about better drop out to fucking truth bombs <laughs> About the Dark Fleet. Wow. Dark Fleet, evil. dark meat, because my thighs are twitching.
1: This is evil space Nazis. The Essentially, what is the Fourth Reich? Yeah. In space. Yeah. Working with evil space reptilians
2: mm-hmm. to
1: colonize planets, take over planets. Yeah. Take over the Earth. Yeah. They got bases on the moon. They got bases on Mars. They're, they're trying to colonize other solar systems. It's an evil secret thing and it's happened throughout history. We're about to fucking disclose the whole goddamn thing. Wow. I we paid 20 fucking dollars for a shitty fucking 4-hour powerpoint slide disguised as a documentary. So you motherfuckers don't have to. Funk funkers.
2: We do this for you.
1: We do this for you. We sacrifice for you. I am never going to get those 5 hours back ever
0: or that 20 dollars. <laughs>
1: This is what- <laughs> 9 p.m., 8 to 9, 8.30 8 p.m. to 1 in the morning on a Friday night. I will never get back in my life. No, it's gone. I was watching a PowerPoint slide of an Australian man who lives in Hawaii talking to me about Antarctica and fucking evil space Nazis and how they're working with aliens. So get ready, bunk funkers. Suit up. Fucking get prepped. We're about to walk. De- I want to imagine all the bunk funkers together. Us leading, of course. We're Bruce Willie and the other people in the movie Armageddon style. Who else was in Armageddon? Ben Affleck. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah,
2: you're Bruce. W- you Bruce Willey I'm and Bruce Bruce Ben Affleck.
1: I'm Bruce Willie. You're Ben Affleck. The bunk funkers are all the other people. There, Liv Taylor.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, Liv Taylor. What happened to Liv Taylor, man? Where's she been? Let's give her a call. She went to the. Uh, she went to the Immortal Lands with the other elves. Mm. Don't you remember? <laughs> well, there's going to be references to Lord of the Rings Oh, no way. She gave up her Im- immortality. Well, to she? live. Yeah, to yeah. Uh, Mary Eric. So never mind. She died.
1: Well, anyway, I want to imagine all of us together like that scene from Armageddon's and we're all walking down the gangway. We're about to blast off on the Steve bunker Buscemi. rocket. Steve Buscemi's. We're all going to blast off on the bunker rocket towards the fucking truth. So
2: Man, Armageddon was sort of like con air, but in space. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. If Nick Cage had been in it. He should be in it. Yeah.
1: Redo Armageddon. Bunkbuckers, this is definitely what, what some of the uh, the, the bunkers. Don't want to
2: close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And I don't want to <laughs> miss a thing. Even when I dream of you! <laughs> oh,
1: God. I think someone's strangling a cat outside. This is an episode, Andy, that some of the beefers on the Discord, the Patreon Discord, yeah. have coined as like one where you got to get fucking high before you listen to it. And I would probably agree.
2: Okay. So everybody, just take a moment right now and do drugs. <laughs> Any of you beefers listening, just stop right now and do some drugs.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you know.
2: At, Arch request. Nope. That's at your, that's at your own election.
1: It's asking all of you. I'm to just do saying drugs. that I would categorize these as one of those heady episodes. You're the one saying that, not me. Anyway, let's get to it. So, if you want to get to that episode, you want to get to that. If research, you can't wait to do drugs, if you can't wait to blast off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you can't wait. Check out check out the show notes. There will be a timestamp in the episode description, taking you right to when the research begins. Because. But 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 first we got to talk about how we uh, got captured this week.
2: Yeah, we Ooh. got we got caught again, bunk funkers. Here we are in the in the bunker, which means only one thing that we did get captured again, abducted by Mister Bunker. So, I mean this 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 time it started off innocuously enough. Art and I were approached by government agents and we were asked to take on a top secret government task. Which is a pretty innocuous thing. A lot of people have this happen to them in their daily lives. Yeah, you know. I mean,
1: here's the thing. Um, Andy and I are friggin'. I mean, we're just friggin' puzzle, puzzle masters. I mean, you know. Have you seen arts cubes? Have you seen my cubes? Have you seen Andy do a Sudoku? Like, yeah. It, like other people, I think they're like, "Oh, the Sudoku's so hard this week." It's like, I'll let you in on a little secret. It's like you're just counting from one to nine. Yeah. You just have to fill in all the boxes with numbers. Right. So It's easy. So freaking easy. It's easy. It's like you can see which numbers they
2: they get you started. They give you they get you started. It's elementary to people like us. Yeah. It's like you just, you know, it's like if there's if there's a 6 in the middle. Yeah. Then you just only need 1 through 9 but don't write 6 anywhere. Right.
1: It's so easy.
2: And I don't understand how people don't get this. So we're just code breakers. We're um, just naturals at this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah,
1: I solve little puzzles all day long. You know, I, I love solving little puzzles and riddles. The answer is always time. Um, you know, every 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 riddle can be solved with time. Or yeah, what gets wetter as it dries? Time. Time. What's what's black
0: and blue and red all over? Time. time.
1: Yeah. These are all which gains more mass as you take away time. What's heavy? What's heavier? A ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? Time. Time. So it's no <clears throat> wonder that when the U.S. Uh, intelligence, um, you know, this is uh, you, you want to talk NSA, about NSA, CIA, 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 FBI, FBI, DOD, JOJ, <laughs> CBD,
0: PBS. XYZ. XYY. SBA. ZZ TOP QR code. <laughs> PIP. OPP.
1: PEE. OBGYN. When these these systems are coming to us, they're asking us for help. They're saying, maybe you bunkfuckers have heard of this. There is a war going on. Between Russia and Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And there are some Russian codes that they needed us to break. Mm -hmm. Some secret Russian codes that only masterminds like us
2: could break. Right. So, of course, they're calling in the big dogs. Yeah. The NSA had already admitted that they had had their best code breakers on this and they were not able to solve the puzzle. And so there's Snowden's. Yeah. Those guys... (laughs) yeah the other nameless the other nameless fucking drones stuff. these but you know all these people have tried they tried they they gave them these codes, and none of this the established security services could come up with uh with the right answer to crack the code mm-hmm. so they had to turn to some amateur code breakers, um which would be us, and it makes perfect sense, honestly, because you know the government look the way that they train people to break codes, it's very systematic. People get locked in to one certain way of thinking about something. We're coming at it from outside the box. We're using our own local knowledge to help solve things. So we get these codes, right? And here's the thing. Now, listen,
1: this is not because we don't know how to solve codes. This isn't because we don't know how to break codes. We're fucking puzzle whiz kids. Yeah. We get this fucking code. They're giving us this code. It's all in fucking Russian. And we're like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to solve this? It's not English. Yeah, they didn't tell us that it was going to be in Russian. I just feel like that's not my fault. Right. That's not you not putting me in the best position to succeed as a code breaker. Right. Yeah. So we're like, what the fuck is this shit? We're like saying that very quietly in the room. So the other NSA guys. They're all us. standing there watching us. They're all standing both, there watching us. We both big, just keep going. What the fuck this big, is this shit? It's this big table that's also like a TV screen. It's, like, glowing, and but the lights are off in the room. Yeah. And so Andy and I are leaning over to you. They're like, what the fuck is this shit?
2: Uh, what the
1: fuck is this shit? Um, this is a load of barnacles. What the fuck is this shit? We're, like, talking out of the sides of our mouths. Right.
2: And, you know, the whole screen, you know. The, the and they're is- like, are you guys, What is everything okay? They're like, what do you keep saying? What the fuck is this shit for? And I'm like. Uh oh! I think they're on to us. What the oh, fuck is fuck. this shit? <laughs> I'm sweating. Oh fuck! How are they even hearing us right now? This is our sidebar voice. What the fuck is this shit? So they they just keep ha- they keep hounding us. It's a us very on this. awkward situation. Very awkward. They're like, "What do you What are you talking about? What do you mean?" Don't you know how to read Russian? We thought you guys were code breakers. We thought you guys were expert
1: cryptologists. That's what you kept saying on the way up. That's why we you made a stop for five guys, five different times.
2: That's twenty five guys.
1: Yeah, it's twenty five guys. <laughs> like you, we said, okay, but this is the last time. And then we kept you guys kept saying,
2: "Well, we're expert code breakers, and we get what we want. This is our fee." Yeah, and then they keep they keep going in on this thing of, "Oh, well." You said that you were fluent in Russian and that you both grew up in Russia and that Russia was your first language. And it's like, yeah, everybody lies on their resume. Give us a fucking break yeah, here. Yeah, what the fuck? What it's the like, fuck is this shit? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, they just it's like every little thing that you do, they just got to harp on you. Like, It's like, okay, yeah, sure. We might have embellished the truth yeah. a little bit. And, you know, maybe we... Yeah. And this is why nobody likes you guys.
1: That's what I would have to say. It's like, NSA, true. CIA, hello, hello. True. true. Pick up the phone because no one's calling. It's not like
2: we ever said, oh, we absolutely read Russian and write Russian. And even if we did say that a couple of different times, its I mean, they didn't look into it anymore. They didn't challenge us on this. It's their fault. Yeah.
1: So uh, it was a tense scenario. Um, Needless to say. You know, no fault of our own. I just think that we got off on a bad foot. Yeah, these
2: agents clearly were not on the same wavelength as us. Yeah. Clearly, they probably felt a little bit embarrassed. And I was like, can the, you put this in a Sudoku puzzle or like a crossword or something so that we can really get the
1: ball rolling? Yeah. Because if it's a crossword, I know how to solve that. It's you just can make up words like you just put words in there. Like, right. I need a like eight letter word banana hammock. Like, OK, there you go. Like, I've solved it. It's I think It's more than eight letters. Well, you know what I mean? But you can spell it how you want. I'm not sure. I mean, there's lots of A's and N's in banana. We don't really need all of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, me, I'm good at bananagrams too, so yeah, I know what's sure. up with words. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm a big word guy, and I agree with you. I think that you know we we just asked for something a little bit to help get the juices flowing, and finally they were able to they were able to give us some help, uh, which is that they you know printed off the whole code and then they like pasted the letters to the sides of a rubik's cube so then we could use the rubik's cube as a jumping off point uh-huh. to solve the code to break the code and
1: i was like well here's your thing right here is you know you got to uh you got to move some of these corner pieces around right yeah you, know, you got to get these guys oriented all around the wrong i mean you pasted all the things on a rubik's cube and i was like oh, well it's solved what do you want me to do with it yeah you know yeah and it was like they needed to jumble it. So then we had them jumble it. Right. And I was like, okay, but now I can't see the colors. So how am I supposed to solve this? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what this little H looks like. This Cyrillic letter that's an H. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that's that? That's apparently t- that's not H. Right. And you have this one that's like a B, and there's like a backwards three. And I'm like, that's a three. Yeah. But it's
2: not the right they direction. Just
1: flipped it 180 degrees. Yeah.
2: It's a flip flop from three.
1: I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck is this shit? What the fuck is this shit? So I was like, Andy, uh-oh. I was like, this five guys, all that five guys we ate is starting to hit my bowels. Let's ask to use the bathroom and make a
2: break for it. It wasn't going well. No, things were going And really they were like, poorly. do you need to use the bathroom? And we were like, uh-oh. How do they keep hearing this stuff? We're being quiet about it and talking out of the side of our mouths. And then they start saying things like we're sitting next to you. Is you're not whispering <laughs> at all. And even if you were, we're paying attention to you. We can see you doing this. And you just kind of go, Uh
1: oh. And then you blurted out, you were like, Oh, you must have heard you must have smelled my farts. That's how you that's how you knew that one of us had to use the bathroom. And they were like, No, I don't smell any farts. It's you guys were talking about using the bathroom. Yeah. And so I was that like, play
2: up the farting angle Andy so i farted as loud and hard as i could and i accidentally shit my pants doing so because i really had eaten a lot of five guys and you know me when i go to five guys i like to get a i like to get a double right yeah. and then i like to get a large fry for myself mm-hmm. um and i ask them to fill an entire bag yeah. with yeah. extra fries you love five guys particularly cuz they just Fucking shove loose fries
1: in it. They don't even Five Guys doesn't even want to be like. Here's a nice cart. Like at least McDonald's is like. Here's a carton that like you know has logo on it. They're just like. Here's a fucking old cup we here's found. A, here's
2: a plain white cup. Yeah, it's overloaded with fries. Stuff and with before you even put that in there or put any fries in the cup, we're gonna just dump extra fries into the bottom of your bag. Yeah, so the bag gets real fucking greasy. greasy you like that, hot, you fucking right? pig. <laughs> And they're right. I do. I yeah. like to eat the bag.
1: So we start scrambling out to use the little we're like, well, "Let's
2: use the little boys room." And we're like, "Let's use We're going to use the little boys room." And they're like, "You don't need to call it that. Yeah, don't say that. There's no children allowed in this facility." They're like, "That's that's we don't do that here. That's a different part of the government where that happens."
1: The little boys room is on Jeffrey Epstein's island. Right. And we're
2: like, Uh-oh. "Which <laughs> Which is owned by the government. We should probably go.
1: Oh boy. we're
2: getting into some deep shit here. Oh, we're gonna,
1: we're gonna be killed in jail. So we're trying to scramble out of the NSA room, and there's this numpad. pad. You ever seen one of these before? This, it's like a door handle with a num pad that you have to put in the right it's got code.
2: Like, you know, it looks like a an old phone where it's yeah one two three four five six seven eight nine and then a zero and mm-hmm. a pound and a star, and um. So we had to. We didn't know the code, and frankly, we didn't feel like going back into the room and asking them what the code is. We had to crack it, and finally, all of these numbers. I mean, these were Arabic numbers. We understood them.
1: So, of course, I mean, what is the code to end all codes? It's the code that we all learned when we were children. It's eight zero zero eight
2: five boobs. Yeah.
1: So we entered the code. We opened the door. We're rushing
0: to the toilet.
2: And we were in the bunker. We went face first into the open face toilet. Yeah, both of our faces into the open face toilet. (laughs) And then we were like.
1: (laughs) Turns out we, Mr. Bunker brought us in under fake. Pretenses that we were solving some kind of. In Russian code to help. Yeah, we ended up unlocking. He had forgotten the door code to the bunker. Had us open the code and get ourselves into the bunker.
2: Right. So we weren't we weren't ever targeted by the government for our extreme puzzle solving skills.
0: Fucking bullshit. I was like, I mean,
1: don't let the bunk fuckers know, but we're not actually that good at solving puzzles. I just kind of make shit up and then
2: pretend. Hey, you just said that into a microphone. You should say it off to the side. Like no,
1: this. no, it's okay. I see I'm talking at the side of my mouth. No one can hear me. It's the sidebar voice.
2: Okay, if you say so. It kind of seems like it's probably getting
1: picked up by the microphone, No, though. trust me, the Bone bunk Funkers won't know, so what they know won't know won't hurt them, so we <laughs> got to make them think
2: that we're cool. Okay, well, yeah, then don't tell them that we fucking suck at solving puzzles and that we're idiots and that we get tricked all the time because we're not very attentive to anything and we don't pay attention that much to our surroundings or have any awareness of anything. Oh, hey, bunk bunkers. Sorry for all that dead air. Um, yeah. You definitely didn't hear anything. Yeah, like we said, we both ate a bunch of five guys, and we both had to shit really bad right at that moment. <laughs> yeah. So we both left.
1: Speaking of uh, taking a big fat shit, um, today's topic is going to take a big fat shit on your concept of the truth, bunk Funkers, because <laughs> we're about to disclose some motherfucking truth bombs and weaponize your fucking buttholes and your... Freaking minds, and you aren't even gonna know what's gonna happen. It's the truth, and it's so real and it's so happening right now. And I paid twenty dollars so you don't have to. <laughs> I scrubbed, I fucking played hour-long YouTube interviews with people who are really into aliens, and I and I put the speed on 1.5 so you didn't have to. And we're gonna get to it. This is the fucking what a hero. This is the fucking Dark Fleet, and the efforts happening in the in the secret space program to defeat the evil space Nazis here on Mister Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast.
2: Dark Fleet feed is where all the villains get their running shoes.
1: Andy, are you ready to blast off into the truth? You don't look ready. You look sweaty. You look fucking tired. Mm -hmm. You look like you have eaten an entire bag of Jet Puff marshmallows. Mm -hmm. And you look like a cosplay of the Michelin Star Man. You don't look like you're fucking
2: ready for the truth and to blast off, dude. The Michelin Star Man or the Michelin Tire Man? (laughs) Oh fuck! What did I say? You said Michelin star. Oh man. shit! You look like a Michelin star chef. I look like fine dining personified, you look- baby. <laughs> you look like you charge four hundred dollars for a plate. Cubs of Come split me into thirty-seven different small parts and That's right. eat me up over the course of an evening.
1: Andy, today's topic um, is one that is, is it. It's it's the truth. It's the disclosure of what's really going on with the quote-unquote intelligence community, the deep state. The secret space programs and these um these secret space nazis and it's i don't want to like rock your fucking world dude mm-hmm. i mean i do but i also don't but this is also maybe one of the first times in the history of the podcast where we are revisiting an older topic and almost putting a new spin on it and giving some updated info to it does that make yeah. sense we covered in the past antarctica it was a great episode I think a lot of bunk funkers really enjoyed that episode, but we covered a lot of pieces of Antarctica. Yeah. We covered the hidden alien bases that are there, the gaping holes, right? The gaping holes. Mm-hmm. The gaping holes in Antarctica. We covered the history of Antarctica. And then, but a big part of it is this. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm burping. Is this idea that the Nazis built a secret base at Antarctica, and that's where they had the center of their mass production of their um, alien weaponry and their spacecrafts. Remember that? Yeah. So we're going to be revisiting that history, and the bulk of this episode we'll be touching again on the history and then giving some updates as to what is really going on with the Dark Fleet. Because remember, bunk funkers, the Dark Fleet's still active. They are. And I have some recent fucking news about their efforts. What's going on? And I think... I think there's some good stuff. I think there's some good news at the end of the tunnel, bunkfunkers. Wow. But you're going to learn all about what's
2: going on. Wow, I can e. only T. imagine what Art thinks good news in this context. Well, we'll see. Probably Nazi domination. Art, I don't know that everyone else is going to feel like that's good news.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what you think? <laughs> Andy, I'm on the side of the fucking good guys, dude. I'm ready to fucking suit up. I'm ready to join the secret space program. To beat these evil Nazis and these evil reptilians. Okay. You're the one who's letting yourself go and you're going to fucking be a part
2: of humanity's downfall. Yeah, I'm letting the alliance down. You are letting the alliance down. (laughs) I've let down a lot of alliances in my day, though. You're the one with German heritage. That's true. Let's go through some history, Okay.
1: Um, Let's review what we call... You want to bring up the... (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen him in
2: a while. Yeah. Hello, baby. Oh.
1: <laughs> let's review what we covered on our Antarctica episode. Okay.
2: Um, let's do it. Let's fucking do it, dude. So, so I, I, if I remember correctly. Let me tell you what you remember. Tell yeah, me what I, you remember. If I remember correctly, Antarctica is like this landmass where not many people live, right? Nobody lives there. Right. It's not. It's, There's no indigenous people. There's only penguins. Right. And it's
1: it's pretty big. And other fauna.
2: And I think it's cold.
1: It's massive. It's actually about as big as the U.S. Yeah. Um, it might be bigger.
2: So that's what I remember about
1: Antarctica. It's huge. It is. It's very, and it's very cold. But the the gist is, is that the Nazis established the first Antarctica base there in 1939. And they mm-hmm. did that after finding a vast underground network of tunnels mm-hmm. and waterways where they would travel by submarine. There are alleged Nazi SS documents detailing the Third Reich's submarine captains, It detailed to them, it was in German and it told them like, hey, here's where you need to go to find these secret tunnels, right? And um, then these secret waterways. And these were allegedly released after the fall of the Warsaw Pact and then uploaded on black markets where disclosure and whistleblowers like ourselves can, um, you know, uh, buy those documents and then release them to the public. So pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Pretty fucking real. So here's the thing. Antarctica is actually a... Fucking massive ice tundra on top of a like volcanic uh like like a volcanic mass of land um and it's, it has a lot of volcanically heated ice caves that they actually have like a, they're pretty comfy on the inside. They have like a nice internal temperature of like 75 degrees Fahrenheit, and they can sustain life. It's pretty fucking nice, dude. like here's the thing, you know, obviously the housing market's kind of shit right now. Go live in fucking, go move to Antarctica, dude. Quit quit, quit fucking complaining about your debt and just go move to Antarctica.
2: Yeah, you got a good point. I probably should stop complaining and just move to Antarctica.
1: You could live in an underground, volcanically heated ice cave, dude. You don't even have to pay for gas. Wow. So the Nazis discovered this before anyone else and they loved it. Oh my God. They were like, this is so fucking good.
2: And- oh my god, we love these underground volcanic heated ice caves. They're so beautiful, they're so warm. <laughs> the surface, it's so cold, it freezes a little bushes, but then we go underground. Oh, well, you're, you're liquid hot little- magma. <laughs> oh it's so warm, it's so wonderful.
1: Your 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 cartoonish portrayal of, of a German accent is fun and all, but you forgot how nefarious these evil Nazis are because they wanted. Antarctica. Oh, this
2: would be a great place to keep doing genocide. Down no, not here. genocide. Oh,
1: mass production for the Third Reich using slave labor.
2: Oh my god! And slave
1: labor is going to come up routinely throughout this episode. Jesus Christ! Um, so Fuck it's going to be an Nazis. episode that you're really into.
2: Fuck you! Wow, <laughs> that's what I get for calling you a Nazi. I guess. Yeah. You call me a proponent of slavery. So the genesis of
1: this whole thing, right? This, why they built this mass production, these bases and other stuff. The Thule society Mm -hmm. was a like Germanic. um, They're a topic in and of themselves. One day they are, they were like a Germanic, What? how to describe them, Andy, they were like into esoteric shit Mm -hmm. and Germanic history and like magic and shit like that. And, They had a member named Maria Orsic and she was a psychic and she started having telepathic communications with a um, extraterrestrial from uh, Aldebaran. So she started communicating telepathically with this, with this ET, this ET gave Orsic the blueprints on how to build the, a flying saucer, essentially a, a spacecraft, but he just gave her like the prototype blueprints, you know? Now, the Aldebarans were allies with the Draco Reptilians, who, again, we haven't covered in depth, but one thing I like about this topic that we'll talk about is that it's starting to bring in all these other things we've talked about. We talked about the Greys, we've talked about Antarctica, we're starting to put together the puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. So they're allies with the Reptilians, and so then they told the Reptilians what they did. The Reptilians then contacted the Nazis, the evil German Nazis, and the Nazis and the Reptilians ended up striking up a deal which was that the reptilians would give the Nazis alien tech and flying saucers. They would only give them. They would. It's this weird thing where like they didn't, it's a weird deal where they're like, well, we'll give you some of these flying saucers, but you have to reverse engineer them and figure out how they work yourselves. We're not
2: going to tell you how they work. Right. It's kind of
1: like taxes in the U.S.,
2: we, yeah, we know how much you owe, yeah. but you have to figure it out. right And rather if you're wrong, t- you se- go to jail. Rather than us sending you a bill. yeah uh, This is kind of like tall white type stuff, right? Very much like tall white type stuff. Where, where it's, it's like, like, yeah, we'll give you this to use, but we're not going to tell you how to make it. You'll right. have to figure that out on your own.
1: And maybe we'll talk about why in a little bit. Why they were, you know, they have this agreement with the Nazis, but then they don't want to help them. Mm-hmm. um Well, they're reptilians. Well, the reptilians... So let's talk about this. The second part of the deal was that Hitler and the Nazis would eventually leave earth after winning the war mm-hmm. and enslaving the human race and accompany the reptilians on a conquest of more planets. Cause the reptilians and the Nazis were both really into slave labor. They were like, hell yeah, dude. Oh wow. <laughs> And like the reptilians were like, wait, you guys are into a master race, Aryan race thing. And the Nazis were like, yeah, like that's what we're all about. And the reptilians were like, Whoa! Like so are we? Is this a meat queue? Like what's happening? Wow! hots around my vision. I know. So both the reptilians and the Nazis, both into this master race thing, both into slave labor. They're like, we're hitting it off, dude. This Tinder date's going
2: great. Man, this is like the the absolute bottom of the barrel, the worst like uh, singles mixer you've ever been to. <laughs> It's like oh, ET so speed dating. So, what are you into? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just really into the idea that slave labor is a uh, very beneficial to human progress. <laughs> and also that there's only one master race.
1: <laughs> and the so, log like, one are on the beach, pina coladas in the sunshine, you know, I love walking my dog. Space reptilians. <laughs> <laughs> it united them, though, is this this concept. So the reptilians also told Hitler about the extensive network of underground tunnels in Antarctica, right? And this, all this intel, Andy, because I know already you might ask questions, but mm-hmm. it's super real and it comes from alleged leaked documents from alleged U.S. Navy spies who allegedly claim that, you know, the Nazis had documentation proving all this, mm-hmm. that they saw the Nazis doing this meeting with these reptilians, right? right. In Antarctica. Mm, um, wow. Yeah.
2: U.S. So, spies saw this in America. U.S.
1: Navy spies, that's right. Wow. These reptilians are quite big. They're like 10 feet tall. Right. I know we haven't described them and and talked about them at length. They will get their own episode one day. Um, we have talked about the Greys, though, and the Greys will make an appearance later. So then in 1938, Hitler sends out an expedition to find these Antarctica tunnels. This is, of course, the new Schwabia. Yep. Um, they succeeded in finding the tunnels, right? They dubbed the area... New Schwabenland, after the new Schwabia and the expedition there. Right. So throughout world war two, um, the Nazis sent funds and resources and apparently slave labor to build a massive base under the ice. Right. This was not based. This was a base, but right. it was not based. It was, not, it was an unbased base. <laughs> it was an unbased base. This was more slave labor. Yeah. Um, Cringe. so <laughs> the, this, the person who, uh, who does a lot of this disclosure is a guy named Michael Sala. And he's one of these disclosure alien guys. Uh, and in his little documentary where he's describing all of this, he, the one you paid $20 for the one that we paid 20, we paid $20 for that. Oh our, fuck. That our podcast paid $20 for <laughs> that. You bunk funkers paid $20. for. Yeah, honestly, you bunker <laughs> paid $20 for it. He says one of the funniest unintentionally like uttered lines ever. ever. he goes, and the slaves taken down to Antarctica. Boy, were they in for a bad experience.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, normally slaves have it so good. <laughs> normally slaves are like, this is fine. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Boy, by slave standards, this was going to be a rough ride to Antarctica. <laughs> were they in for a bad experience having to build
1: alien tech on a base in an article for, for the reptilians yeah oh if only they could have been slaves somewhere else <laughs> good lord good lord is right so the nazis built the base you know between 1938 1939 um they had like 30 different um flying saucer prototypes they had anti-gravity jet propulsion they had the um thule tracheonator drive which was a crazy electromagnetic gravity engine that created powerful rotating electromagnetic fields that affected gravity and reduced mass so they were figuring out alien tech on their own um they built the real seven spacecraft this is one that's seen often the Hanabu one two and three um um you know sometimes i go out with my baby girl i call her my hanaboo my Hanabu. What's yeah. up, my Hanaboo? Yeah. That's my opening pickup line. Yeah. You want to be my Hanaboo? Yeah, sometimes when Art
2: goes out with his girlfriend. <laughs> my baby girl. With his baby girl. He has... This Sweet is the pickup line he uses for other women <laughs> that he finds when he's out.
1: Oh, hello. and Welcome to the speed dating. You could be my honey boo-boo bear. Honey boo-boo bear. Honey boo-boo. <laughs> Love that show. Uh, uh-huh. They had fighter crafts, transport crafts, and interstellar travel crafts. Okay, I want to... They had lots of different kinds of crafts, right? They weren't all just fighting flying saucers. And one of the biggest ones they had was the Andromeda machine. This is a badass; it's this massive transport vehicle, which could transport all the saucers, right? So meanwhile, the reptilians were like, they came, came a knock and they started collect on the deal. The Nazis built the saucers, but then also agreed to fight alongside the reptilians in their interstellar wars. And the reptilians would borrow some of these crafts. Um, the Nazi dark fleet were kind of like this auxiliary military force for the reptilians. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the reptilians like dissecting this, like it's a fucking actual like history
2: channel documentary. Like
1: that's where I really think the reptilians had a leg up on the Nazis. <laughs>
2: this is where the, this is where the Nazis really made a tactical error. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Real snafu. Um, You know, uh they they wanted to use the third wreck, they they tricked the third wreck into building these crafts and they were like, Well, you're gonna win your little war on earth, but it's like that meme where it's like I receive an auxiliary fighting force that I don't have to pay for. You receive the ability to give me crafts, you know, yeah, shit like that. Yeah. You know, and there was also an alleged program where German soldiers would impregnate Russian women captured and taken to Antarctica. Um, <laughs> oh. He kind of skips over that. Yeah. <laughs> real details brought into that on the documentary
2: just mentions this as an aside yeah i think it's like they're breeding the
1: offspring of that uh to be like super soldiers for Mm. the um the dark fleet essentially like dark fleet pilots yeah so they have like a a, what is essentially a force breeding program which is you know just adding to the pool of disgust and right depravity yeah the reptilians had basically the exact same plans as the nazis were doing in europe and eventually, you know, planet Earth, the reptilians wanted to take over and colonize other planets. Um, so they take over the planet. They kill the ones who oppose. The rest become slave labor. That's kind of their motto. That's their little creed. Right. Um, they use the slave labor to build another massive fleet of UFOs. Mm-hmm. They do another program of forced pregnancies. Bada bing, bada boom. You got another army fleet to command your saucers and rinse and repeat on another planet. That's what they want to do all over the solar system. Okay. It's the Draco Manifesto. However, the reptilians, this is the thing. They had no real long-term interest with the Nazis. Yeah. They were a means to an end, right? They were, they were an auxiliary military force they could use and a means of scaring the American military and political leadership. That's what the reptilians wanted out of them. Okay? Okay. So everyone's using everybody here. Right. You know, there's, there's no honor amongst thieves. No. Andy.
2: There's very little honor in any of these. And there's little honor amongst pardons. Nazis.
1: Right. So then we get to Operation High Jump. We talked about this again on Antarctica. Yep. The new dark fleet of these, you know, I, I almost want to think about. So this is this is post-World War II. And I'm gonna talk about this more, but basically what happens is, you know, separate Germany from the Nazis. The the Nazis the way that they describe it is like, well, the Nazis never lost World War II. Germany surrendered. The Nazis in that ideology, the actual SS, the Third Reich, all moved to Antarctica. Mm. So think of Antarctica as like the Nazis and then Germany and the Germanic people just become Germany. Gotcha. So the Dark Fleet is, is space Nazis and began sending spacecrafts to the moon and Mars during World War II. I'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, you had in 1945, you had Operation Tabarin, which is where the SAS was just got fucking the SAS knew knew that all the Nazis moved to Antarctica. And they're like, well, fuck, we got to take them out. Yeah. And you might be saying, well, why is there no documentation on this? And that's because, again, the world leaders wanted to keep this a secret because they were like, look, we beat the Nazis in World War II; Germany surrendered. That's
2: not the truth. Right. They can't say that they beat the Nazis if they admit that they had to go attack the Nazis in Antarctica. Right. So the SAS tried to go destroy the Nazis
1: in their fortress in Antarctica. They get obliterated. Uh, This is what I learned. This is an update. Allegedly, when the SAS arrived, some of the Nazi fortresses in Antarctica, the bases, were guarded by Nazi yetis. These are giant, Uh, Andy, you're laughing, but these are giant, hulking, abominable snowmen-type creatures who are also
2: Nazis. (laughs) Like, they they share Nazi ideology? I'm assuming so. They're consorting with Nazis. Not just that they work for the Nazis.
1: They were just following orders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was work today, honey? Uh, my boss. Uh, Hitler Jr. Uh, fucking asshole. Uh, and me blocking the base. Wouldn't let me leave for a bathroom break.
2: <gasps> fucking Nazi <laughs> Yetis, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Google some of those artistic descriptions, uh, depictions. They're uh, they're pretty fucking funny. So okay, Operation High Jump, right? This is an actual, real. What the you know what what they're saying is the the cover up is that Operation High Jump was a a research program. Headed, spearheaded by Admiral Byrd, who we've talked about again with Hollow Earth, very famous, um, you know, uh, navy cap, navy admiral, and he he did a lot of exploring and a lot of fighting, and so he was tasked with Operation High Jump. They disguised it as a research mission, right? They were just supposed to go to Antarctica, do some research. Um, you know, they they went there to, to test allegedly test fighting conditions for Russia because it was very cold there and they could test, you know, whether their military equipment would hold up in the frigid winters of Russia because there was the Cold War starting Mm -hmm. to happen, right? Right. But what the disclosures and whistleblowers of the ET community actually believe is that Operation High Jump was a military expedition to follow up on the SAS's failure to try to come in, beat out the Nazis, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the the fucking Nazi flying saucer tech absolutely decimated Operation Hydra. It was a total kerfluffle, total disaster. Um, the Navy returned defeated. They secretly reported the news, but you remember, Andy, Admiral Byrd secretly he talked on the side of his mouth to a Chilean newspaper, right, where he said a new enemy, meaning the flying saucers, would uh would be you know, um. Would be at both poles. We would right. have to be fighting at both poles, Right. Which these disclosure agents take as a sign that he meant. Yeah. The Fourth Reich was living in Antarctica. Right. Of course. Which There's I, only one way to read that. Right. And I mean, you don't have any questions to ask because you don't, you're not checking the validity of any of the sources or claims here. No. There's no polls in that.
2: No, no. You certainly wouldn't. It certainly could You
1: certainly, I mean, you wouldn't ask a question and then that would make me say like, well, Andy, what are you trying to say? That maybe this is just a weird translation issue between a Chilean newspaper in Spanish and what a guy was trying to describe in English. Yeah. As a means of now we're looking at a global conflict that's all over the world and we're right. fighting ideals instead of
2: fighting actual um, people, right. boots on the ground. I mean, yeah. no,
1: there's you're no not chance that, that that happened,
2: that he right. gave an answer in English that they had to then translate into Spanish, right. which then was translated back into English. Right.
1: Exactly. So moving on, the Nazi dark fleet then continued to fly over the U S. So this is, this is again, all these UFO sightings that are happening in the forties and fifties, right? That, that golden era of UFOs. That's the Nazi dark fleet, right? They're flying over the U S they're threatening the U S mm-hmm. president. Truman is like, Oh, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is this? Shit? What the fuck? He issued an order to shoot down UFOs, um, and some of these, you know, there was a lot of secret airplane and Nazi UFO dogfighting taking place.
2: Right. Um, Oh my God, they were into dogfighting too? (laughs) Jesus Christ.
1: What won't these Nazis
2: do? God, they're making the Nazi Yetis fight.
1: So then President Truman sets (laughs) up... Nazi
2: Yeti wrestling. Oh God, would I watch that? (laughs) NYW. Raw. Welcome to the Nazi wrestling video. Oh, God. Oh, my God. My God. That's Hitler's music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so President Truman sets up the Majestic 12, uh, which was a secret group of mm-hmm. like head honchos from the military, U.S. intelligence, U.S. statesmen. Yet another probably episode on its oh, own. Big topic. Um. They're kind of tasked with dealing with UFOs and the Nazis in Antarctica, but they also have to keep this a secret from the public. So um, in 1952, the Nazi Dark Fleet actually flew over Washington, D.C. in a very threatening manner. So President Truman then enacted the Operation Paperclip to work with the Nazis rather than against them, right? So the Majestic 12 advised Truman to do Operation Paperclip. He basically said, if you can't beat him, dude, you got to work with them. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to. So they started taking scientists, Germanic scientists. These aren't, it's, it's muddled. Some of them may have had former Nazi ties, but you have to remember the Nazis are in Antarctica. Germany is Germany, but they're, you know, so they took German scientists who still kind of had some ties to this Nazi shit, Right. but they're taking them over Operation Paperclip, very real thing. So then what, what ends up happening is the scientists from Operation Paperclip, because they were still kind of, you know, they were German, they were part of the master race, according to the Nazis, they could act as the middleman liaison between the U.S. and the Antarctica Nazis. Oh, I see. Okay. And then that's how the U.S. could start to get some of this alien tech going right. for themselves. So uh, in the 1950s, when President Eisenhower took over, he didn't want to work with the Dark Fleet anymore. He was like, fuck you guys. Fuck you. I'm not yeah. working with you fucking sickos. Yeah. Good on you, Ike. But the U.S. needed that alien tech, man. Mm-hmm. We're getting our asses kicked, right? You know? There was only so much we could do. You know, we're shooting down some of the UFOs. This is where WrightPad Pad is coming in. Roswell, right? These are Nazi Dark Fleet UFOs that we're taking in. Um, these are other ET UFOs that we're taking in you know grays right um and we're taking these to places like Wright Pat where they are area 51 where they're trying to reverse engineer this tech but it's not really going very far in 1954 Eisenhower meets with the galactic federation who we will touch on later the galactic federation are a group of nicer more diplomatic human-looking ets right um and they want to discuss advancing human tax, spiritual enlightenment, and more. But they also warn Eisenhower that he's going to be visited by some shady aliens who are going to try and trick him.
2: Okay. I thought they were going to say he was going to be visited by three ghosts. <laughs> I wish. I have a lot of thoughts on the Galactic Federation. We'll get to them a little bit later. Okay.
1: They kind of pull some stupid bullshit. Okay. And if there's any Galactic Federation people listening, I, you know, we might have some things to say to you. Watch out, Galactic Federation. We're coming for you. So by this time in the 1950s, the Antarctica Nazis and the reptilians have also now aligned with the tall greys. These Mm -hmm. are the Orion system greys. If you remember from our greys episode on the gray alien race, Um, there's some benevolent greys and there's some like just kind of standard greys. But then there's also the tall Orion greys who are very aggressive, who are very evil, and they are very much aligned with the reptilians. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, a great episode
2: of Grey's Anatomy.
1: God damn it. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. So now you've got this triforce of evil. You've got the reptilians, the tall Greys, and you've got the Nazis. Right. Working together. They're all aligned under a new business partnership. The real axis of evil. It's true. Eisenhower meets with them in 1955. Uh, you know, he's he's trying to keep things diplomatic. Right. But it's hard. Yeah. Because so the Nazis are building up more and more tech. Right. They're getting aggressive, and they're in Antarctica. And now you've got the tall greys, you've got the reptilians. It's bad news, man. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to it. By this point in the 1950s, getting a little ahead of myself, but the reptilians in the Dark Fleet have set up bases on the moon. They've set up bases on Mars. Um, so there's, there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. But basically, um, the scientists from Operation Paperclip do help to reverse engineer some crashed dark fleet spacecrafts at places like right pat but here's where it happens the galactic federation's warning the german scientists from operation paperclip also are secretly working alongside the nazis in article. Oh. they're giving them clandestine info andy can fuck. you believe this fuck they're letting the fourth reich infiltrate the U.S. military. They were moles. They were moles. Eisenhower believes and is tricked by the German operatives from Operation Paperclip. He believes the best way to combat the Fourth Reich is to give more power to MJ-12. Wow. But these Operation Paperclip operatives are taking over MJ-12. They've taken over the CIA. They've gained way more power and they totally betray the chain of command. This This is what leads to the whole military industrial complex, right? And this, is, this entire thing has been totally compromised. The intelligence industry, um, the military-industrial complex, the MJ-12, the CIA, all this stuff starts getting compromised by these Antarctica Nazis, these double agents, and Operation Paperclip. Um, and they did backdoor deals with the reptilians in exchange for more alien tech of their own. Um, you know, this is what kind of led... Eisenhower to do that very famous address where he's warning about the military industrial complex, right? It's a very famous video. You can look that up. Um, You know, these alien disclosure people believe the secret message was he was like, what I'm really warning you about is that there's evil secret Antarctica Nazis infiltrating the intelligence community. That's what he was really warning about. Andy. It makes sense. When you think about it, it makes perfect sense. And it's worth $20.
2: Money well spent. Money well spent. And you say these were available? These facts were available on a PowerPoint presentation? On a PowerPoint presentation
1: that was five hours long. The first part is two and a half hours. The second part is an hour and a half. How many slides? Lots. A lot. And sometimes the presenter had to go between different cameras. I don't know why. And sometimes, and here's the best part, Andy. I paid $20. They don't even cut out him taking a pause to drink. A glass of water. So he'll take a long pause, loudly drink a glass of water that you can hear on his lavalier mic, and they don't cut it out. It's so cool. And it's so worth $20. (laughs) This leads to the Interplanetary Corporate Conglomerate. This is a group of U.S. and German companies that are collaborating in Antarctica to build advanced spacecraft for the Dark Fleet. And guess what? They use slave labor. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. God fucking damn it. So this is what I'm getting at, right? It's just that like, you know, it's, it's all gone to shit at this point. Eisenhower got tricked. The U S is compromised. This is the deep state. It's the evil fucking space Nazis and the, our Nazis. Yeah. It's all become one giant thing. They're working together to build stuff for the reptilians and go on inter inter, Planetary wars and battles. Fuck, man. That's the truth.
2: Things are looking pretty fucking bleak for the Galactic Federation, Things right? Things are now.
1: looking bleak as fuck for the Galactic Federation. Uh, one more thing to point out in 1956, a US Army intelligence officer allegedly saw a Dark Fleet saucer with uniformed SS soldiers coming out of it in Hawaii. So they use places like Hawaii, different remote islands that we'll talk about later off the coast of South America. As, like, pit stops. hmm So they're all over the place, man. The Dark Fleet. Yeah, they're all over the world. Yep. And beyond. <clears throat> we'll cut that out in post later, right, Jazz? What you say, Jazz? Yeah, Jazz. That's what the, the presenter on that fucking $20 documentary I bought says. He says that. Jazz? He's Australian, so he goes uh, Jez. I think it's like it's a. I think it's a short of Jeremy is Jez, uh, in like British lingo. Okay, at least that's what they do on Peep Show. Anyway, let's get into some Dark Fleet shenanigans. We know they're into slave labor. We know they're into fucking uh, well, the mass race a, bullshit. Yeah. They're into Yetis. What else are they into, Andy? They've made this pretty abundantly clear. They've gotten into a lot of shit. Yeah. So Antarctica became the main spaceport after the fall of Germany, and again. The Third Reich moved to Antarctica. They're now the Fourth Reich. They lost Germany, but they don't give a shit. They have Antarctica. Um, they have alleged documents where they allegedly leaked that show high-ranking Nazis saying the war was lost and to move everything to Antarctica, right? These are alleged documents that allegedly were leaked on alleged markets after the Warsaw Pact um, that... Showcase alleged high-ranking SS officers allegedly talking to each other, saying, hey, we're about to lose the alleged war. Hitler is allegedly dead. Move everything allegedly to our alleged base in Antarctica. Okay? You following me, buddy? Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) On August 23rd, 1942, very exact date, the first Nazi space captain, Werner Theisenberg, ooh, Uh, was the first Nazi pilot and human to reach the moon. That's right. Nazis were in the moon in 1942. Oh, wow. They started to build bases and colonize the moon shortly after. This is the Lunar Orbit Command, which we'll talk about briefly. I think the whole secret space program is an episode in and of itself, Bunk Bunkers, but they're colonizing the moon in the 40s. So, departing on April 1945 and crash landing on January 1946. Oh, shit, they
2: crashed into they, the moon? They, they
1: crashed the first German expedition to Mars. Oh! They're Mars,
2: dude. Oh, fuck.
1: They have interstellar travel crafts, not just fighter crafts, remember? Well, I mean, this would be interplanetary, not interstellar. Interplanetary, you're right. This is the Hanabu 3, is a interstellar travel spacecraft.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Sorry, I just have to push my glasses up the bridge of my nose. Well, actually, they were actually Hanabu 3s. These these use dual thermo-conductor uh, engines to travel between Mars and the moon. Uh, what you're thinking of are actually Hanabu-1s, which do have ion-charged energy cannons. That's where you're wrong. Oh, fuck. Sorry. In the 1940s, the German secret society a the Third Reich and the Dart Freak colonized and established bases on Mars. Um... So what we're going to talk about next is just kind of random smitter smatterings. There's a lot of um, people involved in the Dark Fleet disclosure. A lot of characters. One of them is this guy named Tony Rodriguez. Tony claims that he was sexually abused by the Deep State from ages 10 to 17. And then at age 17, he was taken and used as a slave for the Dark Fleet. He spent 20 years as a slave in the secret space program on a German Dark Fleet base in space. Oh. Where in space? I think he served 13 years as a slave on the Dark Fleet merchant ship called the Max von Lau. Okay. Which was based on Circe's. Cer- oh. Which I think is Mars? Uh, is that a moon of Mars? No. Circe's? No. what's was that? Ceres. Ceres. S-E-R-E-S. I don't know where that is. I'll have to look it up. Oh, I got it. Oh. c E-R-E-S. Oh, it's an asteroid between Mars
2: and Jupiter. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, NASA's calling it a dwarf planet. Dwarf planet Ceres is the largest object in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, and it's the only dwarf planet located in the inner solar system. It was the first member of the asteroid belt to be discovered when Giuseppe Piazzi, spotted it in 1801 hell yeah so he spent a lot of time on Ceres, right and Ooh, then but nasa's lying to us why it's because it says then next and when nasa's dawn arrived in 2015 Ceres became the first dwarf planet to receive a visit from a spacecraft pants on fire so tony mentioned
1: that the dark Fleet traded with star systems outside of our solar system um places like uh the Pleiades mm-hmm. solar system Um, Tony recalls a time when the Dark Fleet was trading with one of these worlds and the deal went bad. And the Dark Fleet used a nuclear weapon against that planet. They fucking blew the planet up.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. They used one nuclear weapon to blow up an entire planet? Well, not an entire
1: planet, but like the the civilization on that planet. Oh. So, add this to the ever-growing list of bullshit that these evil space Nazis are doing. They're blowing up planets using
2: nuclear weapons. Jesus. Jesus. When deals go bad, man, you don't do dark deals with the dark Nazis, dude. That's true. That was that was the mis- I mean, it's hard to blame the people who got blown up in that thermonuclear blast. But yeah, um, Tony
1: also uh, noted that the Dark Fleet visits a, a grouping of islands in the Indian Ocean called Diego Garcia, mm-hmm. um, and they would stop there for supplies and to transfer personnel. So essentially what he's saying is that, you know, by this point, um, you know, we're kind of in modern times is is the Dark Fleet is using the Earth as like a pit stop. They come here to refuel, they come here to trade out personnel, get new slave labor, get new captains for the ships, because basically what we'll talk about is that your space program, they have so much tech where they can actually slow down time so you don't actually age, but you do 20 year contracts. So you're going to spend 20 years in space if you end up joining the secret space program. But New
2: Schwabia by this point is not a key base of operations. No, it
1: is. Antarctica right. is like their
2: main base. Oh, okay. Still. okay. But
1: they use other places too. Gotcha. Um, let's get into Len Kasten in his book, Dark Fleet. Uh, he describes how the Dark Fleet stages false flag alien invasions on other planets. This is a thing they do. Mm. Uh, where the Dark Fleet makes the population of the planet believe that it's being invaded by these horrible um, werewolf or insect-like aliens. Wow. So what they'll do is the Dark Fleet will show up first and pretend to be the good guys. They'll show up and be like, oh, hello. What a nice planet you have here. It'd be a shame if there's some aliens come in and some evil bug aliens come in and stage an attack. And they're like, what? What are you talking about, dude? Why would that happen? (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, oh, I don't know. So the Dark Fleet looks humanoid, right? So, you know, they try to consult and act helpful towards these indigenous populations of these other humanoid-esque aliens who live on these planets. Um, and they say they want to help advance their tech. And then, bam! The evil aliens attack, and the Dark Fleet is there to save the day. And suddenly, that planet becomes hyper-dependent on the Dark Fleet for protection, from which the Dark Fleet then uses that to operate behind the scenes gain power and influence and take control over the planet. Now, um, the U.S. military, again, it's, is because it's been compromised, it provides uh, thousands of troops for the Dark Fleet to do this. With. Yeah. So the U.S. military and other militaries across the world are providing troops for the Dark Fleet to use. Everyone's working mm-hmm. together. And that's where I talked about the contracts are 20 years long. So if you get recruited to a secret space program, 20 years long. Or abducted, or abducted, and put into it. So they they stage these kind of mafia mob esque yeah. attacks on the uh, these these unsuspecting planets. Yeah, again, add it to the laundry list of bullshit. These guys, not to steal a Norm McDonald joke, R.I.P. But these guys are real jerks. Yeah, I mean, a couple of knuckleheads over there, huh? <laughs> no kidding. These guys. They're bad characters. <laughs> bad apples. Yeah. Super soldiers. Um, they have transhumanist, aka cyborg human super soldiers. Okay. They're used by the Dark Fleet as mercenaries to fight in their galactic battles. Um, these cyborgs also fight the reptilians as a method of training the reptilians in the art of fighting human combatants.
2: Oh, I see. Okay. So that's
1: pretty cool. There's about 24,000 soldiers provided by the deep state to the dark fleet as part of earlier agreements. (laughs) Like that whole episode, this whole episode has to be read in that voice. They are cyborg super soldiers. Uh, They have incredible speed, high jumping abilities. They're
2: trained in weapon combat, long arm rifles, short arm rifles, hand to hand combat. Why would they be using firearms? I don't know. And they have some sort of energy weapons. Yeah, they have like laser weapons and shit like that. Too. Okay. Um,
1: let's talk about the future, Andy. Yeah, let's do it. The Andromeda Council is a group of aliens that possess time travel. They told a man named Alex Collier. <laughs> no relation to <laughs> Alex Collier. Yes, our, our colleague, Alex Collier and friend. They foresee. So they told this Alex, right? Uh-huh. They met with him. The Andromeda Council is this group of ETs that possesses time travel. So what they decided to do with time travel was tell a guy named Alex Collier that they foresee a future at 357 years from now where there is one evil galactic tyranny that will control the solar system. The Andromeda Council, you got to follow me on this one. Okay, I'm with you. The Andromeda Council traveled through time and figured out that the point, the origin point of that 357 year timer originated in our solar system on Earth, our moon, and Mars and it originated with the Dark Fleet. The events of the origin of the Dark Fleet, if left alone and not dealt with, a galactic tyranny will emerge from the Dark Fleet. Essentially, what the Andromeda Council said to Alex is that if we don't do something to stop the Dark Fleet, they will win in 357 years, and they will form one evil galactic empire a la Star Wars. I mean... What a fucking hypothesis from the Andromeda Council. I mean, geez louise, boy, oh boy. These aliens, you know, hey, if you leave evil space Nazi reptilians unchecked, they'll take over the solar system? There's louise, wow, I wasn't saying that. I thought they'd fucking plant flowers and trees all over the fucking earth. Jesus I thought they just God. be
2: content with what they had.
1: Yeah. Who the fuck's on the Andromeda Council, Morgan Spurlock? Remember that fucking genius came out with super Size me? Yeah. A documentary that hypothesized that if you eat McDonald's for 30 days straight, nothing but McDonald's, you're going to feel like shit and get fat. Wow. What a hypothesis. (gasps) Golly. $20 well spent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On that fucking movie ticket. Yeah. What a genius. (laughs) Another $20 movie. Man, you, you eat nothing but McDonald's day in and day out, you're going to feel like shit. Boy, oh boy. Wow. I had no idea that would happen. It hasn't happened to me yet. Yeah, I thought I'd feel fucking great. There's a timeline war going on, Andy. And I'm so glad that the Andromeda Council, with their time travel abilities, chose to just give us awareness. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's not like, you know, they could have, I don't know, (laughs) traveled back in time to the origin and done something to stop it.
2: It's interesting that they picked a point where the the dark fleet was already expanded onto the moon and Mars and they didn't go to some earlier point before any of that happened. Also what's Alex Collier's
1: importance? He's, he was part of the secret space program. You got to realize Andy that anyone who has Intel in this community, they were part of the secret space program in some way, shape or form. They have alleged documentation and they were allegedly part of it. And they are now whistleblowers who are being attacked.
2: Okay. Because. So, if, so because he's a whistleblower, that's why the Andromeda Council felt right safe going to him with this information. Right. Got right. it. And
1: some of them are intuitive empaths who have like super secret cool powers that make them super original and like super cool dudes. And they can like right. channel and do other cool powers. They're definitely special. Right. So there's a timeline war going on, Andy. And the Dark Fleet is going through time and scrubbing history of anything involving the Dark Fleet's origin. But luckily... The truth seekers of alternative media sources that cost $20 are liberating humanity and exposing the Dark Fleet's efforts. We won't let the truth be silenced. The timeline war, Andy. The truth can't be
2: silenced. It'll only cost you twenty bucks. It only
1: costs you 20 bucks.
2: And then the truth we'll is. We'll let out you there.
1: know the truth. It's gonna cost you 20 bucks on Vimeo.
2: Yeah, this is very much a reptilian deal. To buy
1: it only be $10 to rent. I could have rented it. I thought, ah, Maybe we'll use it, the research in the future. I'm not going to fucking use that thing in the future. PowerPoint slide. Let's talk about the Anshar. The Anshar, Andy, speaking of the timeline war, are humans from the future. They are human beings who have evolved. This is about 300 to 400 years in the future. And they're living under the galactic tyranny. So humans, this, this group of humans have evolved into a group called the Anshar. A N S H A R. 400 years in the future, they're under the galactic tyranny of the Dark Fleet. They're like, this fucking sucks. So they traveled back in time. The Anshar have time travel powers and they travel back in time 18 million years into the past. Follow me, Andy. It all makes sense. You just gotta listen. Okay, they went way back. They established a colony within the Earth's subterranean regions and have been uh, doing covert operative uh, like missions. Attempting to stop the galactic tyranny from ever happening. I mean, wow. Dang. Would have been cool if they just, like, traveled back in time and, you know, like, I don't know, killed Maria Orsic or Hitler. Yeah. Or, like...
2: (laughs) No, they went back 18 million years. No, no, no. We got to go back to the fucking start. Millions of years before humans even appear. Yep. We
1: got to establish ourselves underground and wait... And then do covert missions unsuccessfully. <laughs> Wait, unsuccessfully? Well, they're unsuccessful because the Dark Fleet's still flying around. Oh, okay, I got you. They couldn't stop the Dark Fleet in our timeline. Oh, that's true. Fucking Anshars. These are your great, 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 great grandchildren, dude. Wow. Well, it's no surprise if they're my grandchildren that they fucked up something like this. <laughs> Let's talk about the ETs that are assisting with human liberation. These are the good guys, Andy. Yeah. They're helping humans develop forces for good to combat the galactic tyranny. Like space programs and shit. Right. The good ETs are waiting for us to become more technologically advanced and for us to unite more as a global federation, aka one humanity, before the galactic federation makes itself known and starts negotiating with us. But the galactic federation is assisting behind the scenes to help our evolution. So, the galactic federation kind of has this bullshit policy about not interfering in human affairs. It's fucking lame. It is totally cringe. It's totally mid. It is totally... It is not bussing, even in the slightest. They are like, we can't intervene in human affairs. So, it's like some Gandalf the Grey, holier-than-thou bullshit. Gandalf, that motherfucker, knew damn well he could have flew on one of those stupid fucking eagles, shoved that ring up Sauron's hot little ass... All by himself, but no, no, no. He made Frodo and Sam go on a love quest together to do it and learn. Fuck you, dude.
2: Oh, damn. You're going to get the heat from all the Lord of the Rings fans I about know I am. why it's not plausible that the Eagles could have done that. I know, I know, and I know though it's not Again, possible. Gandalf would have been tempted by the ring. He couldn't have resisted
1: its power. Well, he couldn't have resisted its power, but mm. Galactic Federation can do something. They're choosing to enact this bullshit thing where they just have this policy where they go... We can't interfere in human affairs. Do they interfere in other affairs of other beings? They do. And you're, you're good, good point. So they will interfere in like other ETs affairs to try and benefit the humans, but they will not interfere in human affairs. So the Galactic Federation won't fight the human Nazis directly, but they will fight the reptilians or they will fight the tall greys hmm. as a means of like helping humanity Uh, liberate itself
2: from under the control of the Dark Fleet. Oh, wow. That's pretty interesting stuff right there. Hold on. I'm just going to take a break. Yeah. We just need to take a break.
1: (sighs) Can't believe you bunkfuckers are getting this for free. (sighs) I'm going to spend 20 bucks on this. Yeah. Great content. (laughs) According to some Dark Fleet and secret space program whistleblowers, about three or four years ago, the Galactic Federation has started working with the human military in training its fighters. They have gone into underground caverns off Mars and started battling the reptilian strongholds there. The Mars operation may take a while. However, some whistleblowers have have stated that they just finished up clearing out the ETs from the bases on the moon. Now, to be clear, the Dark Fleet and the other humans still battle for control of the moon, And the Galactic Federation won't get involved there, but they'll strong arm the other ETs from getting involved in Earth business. So what will happen sometimes is to skirt around this, the Dark Fleet or the Reptilians will conscript Dark Fleet and other evil humans Mm. from Earth to build bases. And then the Galactic Federation will go, well, I can't get involved with those bases because those are human bases. So which is fucking bullshit and stupid. And the Galactic Federation needs to get its head out of its fucking ass. Right. And start fucking helping us.
2: Yeah, because this is
1: it's bullshit.
2: The reptilians you clearly
1: are just, can see that it's the reptilians conscripting humans, but they go, no, no, no. Sorry, guys. That's human beings who made those things. I can't get involved right there. Sorry. That's your problem. It's fucking bullshit, dude.
2: Yeah. Galactic Federation. Scene of a
1: mission. Bones. Let's talk about bones. One of the coolest fucking secret code names. Bones, uh, Corey Good, who's a very famous, uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit, a um, Dark Fleet whistleblower and secret space program whistleblower, was involved in the secret space program for a long time. Mm-hmm. You might remember him from our episode on, um, like, alien giants who are in the caverns. He was the one who talked about how... The sleeping giants. The sleeping giants. Uh, he posted the Facebook, which is, I mean... If you want to get good disclosure news, a Facebook post, man, Right, that's where you don't have to pay $20 for that. It's the top notch stuff. In 2018, he posted that a retired Dark Fleet surgeon codenamed Bones.
0: A surgeon nicknamed Bones? I remember that show on Fox.
1: You remember that? Bones? (laughs) No relation to Fox. Handed him and his team two hard drives containing, which hard drives, man, so cool. You think they use like some cool new tech that hasn't been invented yet that's even faster than an SSD? No, mechanical hard drives. Yeah. Containing incredible Intel on the Dark Fleet. This was in 2018. So these hard drives, Andy, get this. This is so exciting. Their infrastructure, their list of assets going back 80 years, where they're located, Dark Fleet bases in over a dozen different star systems as well as on Earth. Joint agreements and battle plans that the Dark Fleet had signed with the Draco Reptilians and an insectoid race, as well as non-aggression pact that's, that they've signed with other ET groups. I mean, this fucking intel that Bones handed over, Andy, was immensely helpful for the Galactic Federation and Earth's efforts in intercepting Dark Fleet's assets here on Earth. Yeah, that sounds pretty important. They had lists of Dark Fleet agents and double agents that have infiltrated the Deep State, the ICC, the Secret Space Program, and other stuff, man. Oh, wow. But you might be asking, Andy, well, where is this Dark Fleet data? I mean, here's the thing it'll be released to the right whistleblower uh, when the time is right. So don't you worry, Andy. It's in good hands, and the whistleblowers will release it once they've had time to digest it and it's the right time. So don't worry. Corey Good has it? Corey Good and his team have it. Okay. And they're definitely taking care of it, and they'll release it when the time is right. Okay. So don't worry. I know that you were worried about, you're asking, well, where is this data at? Yeah. Where are these hard drives? Can I see the hard drives?
2: But they haven't shared this with anybody who can actually act on it. Nope. Okay. Just themselves. Right. Just these. disclosures. They know agents. it could turn the tide, but they haven't shared it yet. Well, they've shared it with the Galactic Federation, Andy. Oh, okay. Don't worry. But the Galactic Federation can't intervene in our... No, they are. Oh, okay. They are. But Well, we'll get, Andy, you're getting ahead of yourselves.
1: I... This thing, you keep asking all these questions, it makes me think that you think that maybe like this is just a bunch of stuff that some people have put together and they're like going to charge $20 for and they're using it as a means of like selling shitty books. Like, is that what you're trying to get at? No, that's what I'm getting at at all. Okay, good. Because it was $20 well spent.
2: I just want to make sure that they shared this with the U.S.
1: government. They did. Well, the right parts of the U.S. government, because obviously there's deep state parts of the U.S. government. Right, nobody that was corrupted. That have been corrupted by these evil space Nazis. Right, okay. So. Okay, good. Let's talk about the Antarctica ruins on December 28th, 2021. The coordinates uh, were given to a whistleblower by the name of JP, which not as cool of a name as Bo. Is
2: that like JP, the initials, or is his name like J-A-Y-P-E-E, JP? I wish it was the second, but it's just JP, the, the initials. <laughs> oh, OK. Um,
1: That showed a large building complex about 150 miles from the Antarctica coastline in Queen Maudlin, uh, which is a region in Antarctica. This was the area that claimed was claimed by the Dark Fleet, uh, where the Antarctica colony base 211 was established br- during World War II. The location of these ruins su- suggests that it was found and previously used by the um, the Dark Fleet. This was totally off limits to the U.S. military, um, you know. And this would have been tr- because they they had a portal there. Mm-hmm. The Dark Fleet had a portal there that enabled instantaneous travel in our solar system and abroad. Um, so basically, what happened was um, these ruins were recently handed over to the U.S. military by China. Um, the German Dark Fleet had to evacuate Antarctica due to interception by Earth Alliance, working with friendly extraterrestrial organizations like the Galactic Federation. So basically, what we're getting at is that because of these disc- because of the hard drives, because of the Galactic Federation starting to train human operatives, they're fighting back on the moon. Um, what we're kind of getting at is basically we drove the Dark Fleet out of their base in Antarctica, which is pretty fucking baller, dude. Wow. Yeah. Um. Shit. Yeah. So this exodus by the Dark Fleet, they're also, you know, some have also had alleged contact with ETs involved in the Galactic Federation believe the Dark Fleet with this exodus from Antarctica is also making an exodus from the moon and Mars as well. This is alleged. Dark Fleet is headed to another solar system. And this may be because, Andy, this is the the shining beacon I told you would be at the end of the episode. The Galactic Federation is finally stepping in to help us humans advance our tech through people like Daddy Elon's SpaceX, Daddy Bezos' Blue Origin, and Daddy Branson's Virgin Galactic. So what the Dark Fleet, or what the the disclosure people are getting at is that these space programs and all this tech that's starting to advance, it's actually dark earth, it's actually the Galactic Federation finally stepping in to help us get enough advanced tech that we can fight the Dark Fleet. And we've we've allegedly driven them out of Antarctica. We're driving them away from the moon. We're
2: driving them away from Mars. And they're going to another solar system, Andy. And so help us, God, we'll follow them there and kick their asses That's in that right. solar system, too.
1: That's right. Um, I want to quickly, quickly touch on, we're not gonna get into too much of it, but you might be thinking, where does some of this dark fleet and secret space program intel come from? It comes from whistleblowers like people like Corey Good, who I think are a topic in and of themselves. Yeah, Corey is an intuitive empath who can like psychically link with ETs and stuff. Yeah, he was uh, abducted by a arm of the military called MyLab uh, at the age of six and used for secret military programs, and um, he's very knowledgeable about the secret space program. And he spent 20 years in service there. So, um, Andy, I think with that, you know, there's only one more thing to do. Uh, bunk I think all of you here need to get ready. Because we're driving the Dark Fleet out of Antarctica, we're driving them away from the Moon, we're driving them away from Mars, and we're gonna battle them. We're gonna battle them on the shores of Uranus. We're gonna battle them on the shores of Neptune. We'll fight them in the skies of Ganymede. And 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 what you need, bunk funkers, what you need is to get fueled up and ready for the good fight. And the number one thing you can do to fuel your mind, tummy, and get ready to fight the Dark Fleet is to consume the whole enchilada. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Hey, welcome back, bunk funkers. I hope you're fucking charged up and you're ready to jet off into I'm space. I'm ready to go into space and fight the Nazis. Andy, what do you think about the Dark Flade and the secret space programs that exist out in space? Man, it, it is so
2: romantic. It's so fucked up to me that the Nazis got so far ahead of the rest of us in
1: interstellar they made
2: travel they made a deal with evil aliens though andy yeah that's what you don't
1: understand right
2: i am the reptilians
1: if there's anybody from the galactic federation listening and i know that there is <laughs> <Wait>. yeah <laughs> time to get your fucking ass in gear no more covert bullshit we're fucking ready me and andy are ready right you're ready yeah i'm charged up so I'm, I'm ready fucking ready if any galactic federation representatives are listening Take us, do with us what you will. Use our bodies, every inch of our bodies, please. Touch our bodies. Lay me, touch my body. Lay me on the floor. Wrestle me around. Play with me some more. Dark or er, Galactic Federation, use us. Use us to fight the Dark Fleet, right? Andy, you're ready for that? Come in. Yeah,
2: then? yeah, I'm ready for the Galactic Federation to come in here. Train lay us me up, on the, man. Lay me, lay me on the floor and do with me what they will. Use our every inch of my body. Yeah. Whatever, have my way. Yeah, have your way
1: with me, Galactic Federation. Yeah, we're ready big, to be strong aliens we're with your b- big arms, fucking
2: long, thick arms. Fucking your
1: spindly little fingers, bulbous, your bulbous
2: heads, heads, your lipless mouths,
1: ooh, and your reptilian-like nostril cavities. Ooh. <laughs> And your, your,
0: your tiny oh. muscle-free body, oh.
1: oh, and your ethereal ability to link with my mind, Ooh. Oh. Your oh, earless head, oh, Peggy, oh, Electric Federation, oh, have your way with me, Go. Oh.
0: Go. Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: <laughs> Andy! I'm ready, dude. What do you think?
2: Yeah, let's get you out think there. You
1: think you'd want to be a part of the secret space program? Do a little twenty-year mission out in space? Uh,
2: I can't t- you make that I- kind of commitment. Answer me this question, okay? People who are a part of the secret space program are they people that got enslaved, or are you they get abducted? People- and it's not fun,
1: but it's like it's it's a confusing thing because there's. But you're not being abducted by the dark fleet. You're being abducted. No, by... Well, you can. Okay, so it goes both ways, right? Right. It, trust me, Andy. They've got this thing whole thought out, right? So there's the Dark Fleet, right? And you can't get abducted by them, and you can get obviously Tony Rodriguez was abducted by them, uh-huh. right? Was sexually right. abused, right. used for slave labor, the Dark Fleet. And but you can also get abducted by the U.S. secret space program, okay? And be forced to you know just work there and and do stuff there, and you know, um, you know, Corey Good talks about. Being a seventeen-year-old boy on that fleet, and there was a female captain there, and there maybe they had some experiences, maybe they didn't. He doesn't know it, he, you know. He doesn't really go into detail about it, but you know, things happen in space, and he talks about that. So on a panel, um. Anyway, um. Did they um? Why did they abduct people and not just solicit volunteers? Well. It's certain types of people, right? You have to be an intuitive empath. You have to be a special person of some kind. Mm. So this is sort of uh, so, like a
2: Montauk situation. Yes,
1: where they're recruiting people from a young age who are right. showing uh, powerful abilities or uh, gifted students in some capacity right? who are abducted and taken. Obviously, they can't disclose to the world yet that this thing is happening, mm-hmm. the truth, um, because it would freak people out. And it would, you know, they're not... The humans aren't ready for it. Yeah. we are still too... The Galactic Federation feels we are still too tribal. Oh. You know, we're not one humanity just yet. Right. Um, so
2: these Galactic Federation people, I mean, beings, they're globalists. They want to stay one global government.
0: Yes. And give up our sovereignty. That's right. I don't think that's going to work.
1: Not for me. Not for you. What I love about, uh, sometimes about these topics that we cover is this idea that it's like, it's the same idea taken in different ways. Isn't that fun where you've got like people being like, no, no, no. The deep, the deep state are evil fucking vampires that prey on children. And then other people like, no, no, no. They've been infiltrated by the fourth rock who were came from Antarctica and they're working alongside the Draco reptilians. The other one's like, you're a fucking idiot. If you fucking think that, what the fuck is this shit? Fucking dummies. <laughs> you think it's reptilians? Fucking dumbass. It's so funny to me. It's just like... They all use the same lingo. Everyone's talking about deep
2: state. Right. Yeah, the deep state is one of these concepts that's almost so broad that it can be anything, right? Oh, yeah. Like, the deep state gets to blame for everything. Oh, yeah. And there's lots of that, right? If you yeah. really want to
1: dig into some of the... Uh, you know, spicier... Stuff involved with some of these disclosure people, you know, yeah, things involving the 2020 election in the U.S., <laughs> uh, things involving worldwide pandemics and their thoughts on them. Right. You want to get into some of that? You know, I don't. But uh I, I choose to just <laughs> not, to, you know, just I don't. Nobody wants to fucking think all that bullshit. So let's just talk about the fun stuff. It's
2: not germane to the topic of the dark fleet.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's just, it's, I'll say what it definitely isn't. It's definitely not people just trying to sell books and $20 documentaries. I know that. Right. In my heart of hearts. Right. Um, time traveling aliens can suck my fucking dick. Um, honestly, if there's any time traveling (laughs) aliens out there, fucking come at me. You're listening to this 300 years in the future. Come suck my fucking dick with this time travel bullshit. You can fucking help. You could travel back in time and you don't go fucking stop the Nazis. Fuck you. Fuck you with your principles and your policies and your deus ex machina machine. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Go fucking stop them. You know where it is. You know when it happens. You have the tech. Yeah. What's this bullshit?
2: Yeah. Why couldn't they just uh, do it and see what happens? They could do it covertly. They're already doing covert missions. They just gotta go back and, you know, kill Hitler covertly. Fucking pisses me off, man. Yeah. Time travel bullshit. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna time
1: time travel back in time and fucking live underground like a bunch of fucking babies. Fuck you. Go murder the Thule Society. Yeah. Go kill the Aldebarans from ever fucking contacting them. Yeah. Hello. We know where the origin is. Right here. Also, the, I paid $20 uh, for a documentary. I know it. If, if the dark fleet has time, you want tri- me to give you $20? I will. So if there's any fucking Anshars living under the bunker who want to come up to the fucking surface, I'll give you, I'll go into my wallet right we'll now. Give you
2: 20 okay, bucks. First,
1: I'll have to go to the bank and get a 20 crisp $20 bill and I will give it to you and you can go buy this fucking documentary and it'll tell you the origin point point. <laughs> and then you can go drive back in time fucking kill maria orsik well if they're in the bunker can you just show them this the slideshow that's true i guess i own it it's on our vimeo
2: account yeah just show them the slideshow fucking dumbass. fuck also but they if the dark fleet has time travel capabilities too they do aren't these time travel of aff- attempts probably in vain maybe maybe that's what it is they have to beat them to some other point in time to do this i think they could but they also could have gone back eighteen million years and just never let humanity come into existence. Yeah. Why don't you fucking
1: stop? Why don't you get Hitler accepted into art school? How about that? Yeah. This shit doesn't happen. Yeah. So fucking pissed at these time traveling aliens. Yeah. They've really fucked it up for all of us. You know, I was so hot for aliens last time we talked about aliens. I'm talking about my alien wife. Right, beautiful green M&M shaped alien
2: wife. Right. Yeah, you were.
1: Didn't they do something recently to the green M&M and everyone got pissed because they like de-sexified her?
2: Yeah, they made her less sexy because they made her wear shoes instead of uh, mm. heels. She wore so her sneakers. feet aren't on WikiPeaks anymore? WikiFeets? Well, she never had. I never saw her feet and her toes. Can we but... see that? Can we please see the m Oh, no, wait, feets? no, wait. I think before she was wearing sexy boots and now she wears sh- uh, sneakers. Call me old
1: fashioned, but I want to see the M&M's feets.
2: All right. You're old okay. fashioned. Am
1: I am I out on a limb here? Am I a wild and crazy guy for saying I want to see what the M&M's feet look like?
2: We've never seen them. I think they all wear shoes. They all wear shoes. That we've never really seen their hands either. They all wear gloves. It's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, also they made the arms flesh colored and legs flesh colored instead of being white, I think. Yeah. So they made the I mean the green M&M is because of those changes, noticeably less sexy. Yeah. Well, I want my... Because green- part, of the, part of the allure of the green m M&M and was those sexy boots. I mean, those boots were hot. Those boots were hot. And the fact that, you know, the cartoonish, completely white arms yeah. was really a turn-on for me. Right. Not the fact
1: that, you know, she's a very sultry m M&M. and Based off of like Marilyn Monroe or something.
2: No, it was the fucking shoes. Right. It was the shoes that were getting me hot.
1: Call me crazy bunkfuckers. I want to see the Eminem's feats. If you want to see the Eminem's feats, let us know. Please email us. Let's get a movement going.
2: You we know? haven't seen enough of the Eminem's genitals either. <laughs> we don't know very much about Eminem genitals. They need ass cracks. We should be able to see everything. They're not wearing clothes. How did unless they go to the bathroom? The, unless it's under the candy shell.
1: I'm almost positive there was one commercial where the Yellow Eminem m was, like, taking a dump. Call me crazy. Maybe this is only my headcanon.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think you might have dreamed this. Might
1: have been some fanfic. I don't know. He's like, oh, no, Red, we're out of fucking toilet paper. It's me, Brad Garrett. <laughs> and then Red's like, hey, it's me, Billy West. Bye. I don't know how Billy West sounds. I don't know. I'm just on a bullshit rant. Time-traveling aliens, fuck that. Not being able to see the M&M's feeds, fuck that. Dark Fleet, fuck that that up dude.
2: Jesus Christ. Bullshit, man. There's a lot of slave labor in this episode. A
1: lot of slave labor. A lot of episode. slavery
2: in this episode.
1: It's what they do, man. They um they're doing it all over the solar system. It's bullshit. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah, that's, that's why cool. I think you really got to look at the Galactic Federation. They're like being like uh Switzerland over here. Where they're trying to stay neutral. Yeah. Help the allies, but also like well, I don't want to get involved, but it's like okay, you're just going to let them travel throughout the galaxy and do whatever the fuck they want? Like yeah. fuck you. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, what's the I'm uh fired up about
1: this, man? Yeah, what's the uh pay twenty dollars?
2: Yeah, sometimes the truth comes with a price. You're paying the price right now. Can't get this disclosure shit for free. No, you
1: can't. You gotta buy the books and you gotta buy the movies. They'll give you the trailer. I'm just going to step over here to this camera so I can um read this better. <laughs> oh god. Um what are we doing? Yeah, this is all uh this is a lot to take in. How are you feeling? Are you I mean, it's a lot. You've just I guess you've I'm just glad. Had a truth bomb jumped dropped on your chest. I'm glad yeah. Steaming load.
2: Yeah, somebody just hovered <laughs> hovered their truth output over my chest. And just, it's a wide high load. It's all over your tramp stamp. Yeah. Of a uh, it's
1: Yosemite Sam. It's like a trucker flap, Yosemite Sam, and it says
2: back off. Yeah. <laughs> and he's shooting guns in the air, and that you that's your tramp stamp. Right. That's <laughs> and each each butt cheek has the silhouette of a naked woman on it. That dude on it. And you had a
1: piercing, you had your ass cheeks pierced together like Stevo, but then you hung those trucker like steel balls
2: yeah. from them. I also put a trailer hitch on there. What a sick
1: fucking charm you got on your ass piercing. So cool. <laughs> when you first showed that to me, I was like, oh, but then eventually I was like, pretty cool. Yeah. I, I do shit on them a lot, but they
0: get cleaned off in the toilet water. <laughs>
1: oh, good my lord. Butt, my butt nuts. Your butt. <laughs> that's what I call them. Uh, so, how are you feeling? You've just had a truth bomb. You've been exposed to the truth, the disclosure, this real shit that's definitely happening for real
2: <laughs> from these alleged sources. Right. What are you thinking? I guess I'm glad that we're winning the war. It seems like we're winning, dude. The tide is turning. It seems like the tide is
1: turning. Thank God for Daddy Musk and Daddy Bezos they' right. they're their working with the Galactic Federation. Um, Elon has been meeting with the Galactic Federation. That's another thing that we can talk about at another episode. Is oh, that, wow. you know, Elon has met with the Galactic Federation. Oh, um, that's why he's so good at just supercharging Americas. That's why Elon has all these really, really awesome engineering ideas like um building a singular tunnel under a city where traffic has to travel in one straight line. Um, and only using stuff that he owns, which is a really brilliant engineering decision to, um, yeah. you know, dense populations. Definitely not like stupid ideas like trying to solve public transit by building better above ground public transit systems that run on cleaner energy. Um, trying to build better, like, you know, connectivity between public transit lines that can house Mass amounts of people. No, no, no. It's much better to build one singular tunnel
2: using Teslas. I also like that the tunnel's only wide enough for your car. Right. That so is. So you is can't just get like, in or out. Once can't you can't get, get in or out. So if you get
1: stuck down there, something happens, you're stuck. Yeah.
2: Which is such. So but it's a good thing brilliant. because Tesla batteries rarely explode and catch fire. Right. Yeah.
1: And Tesla's. I definitely, mean, it does happen,
2: but it's rare.
1: Yeah. Teslas definitely aren't um, beta cars that are constantly being updated, and you're you're unknowingly buying into that beta program where months down the line, the axles on a Tesla might be completely different from the OEM axles that you bought when you bought your Tesla Model 3. That definitely doesn't happen. We got Art wound up today, (laughs) bugbuckers. He is charged. I just, I had a truth bomb, man. Yeah. Galactic Federation, I'm fucking pissed. (laughs) But thank God for people like that. Thank God for Daddy Bezos,
2: right? Yeah. Blue Origins. Blue Origins. He's going up
1: there. He's meeting He wore the- a
2: cowboy hat. He wore a cowboy hat. <laughs> That's how you know he's serious. This is going places. This, uh, outer space is the Wild West. He's meeting with the Galactic Feds. Oh, yeah. He's helping advance
1: humanity's tech. Um, And it's a good thing. Yeah. I
2: mean, I mean Richard, Richard all- Branson is like he's like Ringo. Is he he's, allowed to be, meet there. with the Galactic Federation? I guess. I don't know.
1: Does anyone care about what Virgin Atlantic's doing? I don't
2: know. I mean, I guess the big thing is with all these, you know, space programs is it's led to a lot of improvements in our life because we clearly have advanced technology a lot through Blue Origin. I've seen
1: so SpaceX. many. I love taking my rocket to work. Right. I hop on my little rocket. I get to work instantly. It's so fucking cool. Right. I can go visit like faraway places on my rocket
2: ship. Yeah. Um. My, my life has advanced dramatically. Yeah, the thing that I appreciate the most is that they've, you know, it's always that issue of interstellar interstellar travel is very difficult for humans because it takes so much force to get off this earth. And so, you know, rocketry was such a big breakthrough for humanity, but it's obviously that that propulsion system won't be the propulsion system that's going to power us to other planets very reliably and definitely not outside of our own solar system. So I think it's great that these you know, space programs have definitely dealt with that issue of propulsion and found something other than just pure rocket fuel yeah. to move us between locations. So dope. Yeah. I'm so glad
1: that Galactic Federation is meeting with those guys and helping out. Yeah. Fucking rules, dude. My life rocks. Yeah. I spent $20 the other day. I didn't even care. $20. Yeah. I went on a good
2: trip. Learned a lot. Yeah. Look it's at how much cool. you learned. You learned so much about- uh, So much. Yeah. Anyway,
1: um, definitely was not just a guy reading off of PowerPoint slides, I'll tell you that much, and then taking water breaks that he leaves in. Definitely was not that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking five fucking hours of my life. I'll never get back. Was he just
2: reading off of the PowerPoint slides? Pretty much. Oh. Fuck. That's a real pet peeve of mine. Really? I can I can read. You just give me the slides.
1: I think that is that's that's bad presentation etiquette to just read off the slides. You should put. You're supposed to add some value, synthesis to the idea as the bullet point.
2: Yeah, and then uh, expand on it through your captivating speech. If your slides have all the information that you need to just deliver send on the them, slides, then you don't need to give a presentation, right? Or your slides are have too much information on them. Very true. Yeah, you need better graphics and things like that. Yeah. Your slides should be visually interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, um,
1: I don't know, Andy. Is there anything else about this disclosure, this truth bomb, this um, Galactic Federation? I mean, my head is spinning right now. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. Um, you know, would have liked to hear some more stories of battles other there you know there's battles and wars and stuff going on in space between the dark fleet yeah where are those fucking briefs
2: yeah i don't know maybe i need to do more maybe i need to spend more than $20 maybe you need to do a little more research yeah on this i mean it was obvious that there were battles happening yeah cuz the dark fleet got ousted from Antarctica mm-hmm. they're being driven from the moon
1: yeah i want to be debriefed on, the, on some of these battles so
2: if anybody could please let me know how are we getting to the moon and to Mars? Uh, the spacecrafts. the They're so, loaned by the Galactic Federation.
1: Oh, fuck. What's the name of it? Fuck, I forgot the name. The U.S. secret space program has a very well-known ship. It's mm. like a kind of like the Andromeda machine for the Dark Fleet. Yeah. But it's for the U.S. Um, it was the... I
0: can't remember its fucking name.
1: I can't remember it. There's, it's a giant interstellar, um, uh, ship, which, you know, um, no one has ever seen. So yeah, where does it, dock? there's also satellites all orbiting the earth that are controlled by the dark fleet as well, that the galactic federation has helped us, um, destroy some of the dark fleet satellites. Um, you know, obviously again, they will only blow up things made by ETs. Yeah. They have that bullshit policy. <clears throat> yeah, how can, can how can we how we can't
2: get to the satellites? Well,
1: we can and we do work on it, but again, Andy, it's hard because there's a lot of covert stuff, right? There's all these Dark Fleet double agents. Oh. You know, so it's they're like sabotaging. Yeah, yeah. Sabotaging spy shit. Gotcha. So I think the Galactic Federation, you know, they have they have their own creed that they've posted. Um, they've given to some of these whistleblowers, thank God. Yeah. And you can get it for free. It's so cool. Um, and you can read it. Typed up in Word. So awesome. So legible. Um, Such an accessible format for a document. Dot. Docs. Yeah. With an X. Doc X. X. Um, so, I don't know, Andy. Maybe we should get to some verdicts on the Dark Fleet. You know, what yeah. do you think, man? You think this stuff's real? Do you believe in this truth?
2: Yeah. I mean, you can't, verdict? you can't not believe in the truth, Right. Right. So my verdict is case closed. We did it. We fucking got the Nazis, dude. Nah, this is the kind of stuff where it's like,
1: yeah, this is, this is, this is fucking made up 110%. Uh, This is, this is 110% people grifting or people who believe this stuff and are just, Trying to make a buck. There is a reason why in every single one of the videos that they post, they always have their books in the background reminding you to buy the book. Um, this stuff. There is n- absolutely zero fucking evidence for any of this stuff, even in the modern times. Well, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. for me, pos- plausible plus and a half. I hope it's real. <laughs> <laughs> really wanted to be real. Honestly, it is so cartoonish and so black and white. Like, it's like they're they're the evil space Nazis and they're bad and they're bad guys and they do bad things and they're bad and they're mean and evil and we're the good guys and we're good and we're honest and we shoot them with lasers and it's good. Yeah. Hooray for us. And then it's like,
2: you know, it's like.
1: It's just so cartoony.
2: It's like Star, I always wonder, it's though, Star Wars. Yeah, I always it's wonder about Star Wars stuff like this, though, too, where it's kind of like Star Trek to Galactic Federation. Oh, yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. I always wonder about stuff like this, too, because it it has this effect. Like some sometimes when I hear things like this, I feel like people are being like, oh, actually, the Nazis were kind of cool because it's like, oh, they they actually did get in touch with extraterrestrials. No, no one's saying that they're cool. And it's think. like it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think anybody's sticking up, at least from the sources that I've seen, hopefully
1: fucking cross my fingers, but uh, that none of them like the Dark Fleet. None of them are pro-Dark Fleet. Okay. Everybody wants to destroy the Dark Fleet. They know the Dark Fleet are evil. Gotcha. And they don't like that the Dark Fleet has infiltrated. They want want to do this as a means of spreading the truth. They want people to see, like, this is what's actually going on. It's UFOs. The, The government will sit there and tell you that UFOs aren't real. It's bullshit. They are real. They're just trying to hide the fact that
2: the Dark Fleet exists. Do you think that people like the guy that did the documentary or people like Corey Goode, do you think they really believe it? Do you think they actually think this is real stuff? Some of
1: these people, yes. I honestly think that they believe that this is real stuff. And I'm going to, obviously, I'm also going fucking case closed. This stuff is 110% made up to sell books. It's like I don't feel $20 PowerPoint slides. Like, I didn't feel like Charles Hall believed it. How about the tall whites? I do believe that Charles Hall believed it. I think he convinced himself of it. Oh. Maybe I didn't say that in the episode. Wow. I think that these people end up convincing themselves that this is real. Yeah. Um so that they can be more convincing? Yeah, it's it's like with anything. It's um it's it's a means to be say it enough, it eventually becomes the truth. Yeah. And I think you know, it makes cash. They grift, they make a little cash, yeah. Make a little love, get down tonight. Yeah, get down tonight. So funk funkers. That was our Vericks on the Dark Fleet. Let us know. What do you think? Use the hashtag. I didn't write down the other hashtag. Uh the hashtag. Uh hashtag use the hashtag. Ooh. Um.
0: Hmm. God, there's a
2: lot of like variety to choose from in this I one. Know. Um hashtag. Nazi Yetis. I don't want to put Nazis in the hashtag. Okay. <laughs> hashtag Space Yeti. Hashtag Space Yeti. Okay. There we go. We got there.
1: <clears throat> hashtag Space Yetis. Let us know what you think. Uh, email us, mrbunkerpod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at MrBunkerPod. If you have the means to do so and you feel so inclined, you can give us money. And we're not going to give you fucking PowerPoint slides. I'll tell you that much. You're gonna get videos. You're gonna get unless you all really ask for it. Yeah, hard, yes, unless you really want it. Um, you're gonna get extra episodes of us covering weird, fun stuff throughout history. Uh, Guinness World Records, criminals, serial killers, other true crime that is non, not ish Uh, yeah. Um, and that's on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Mr Bunker Pod for just five bucks a month. Um, well, Andy, you ready to suit up, join the Galactic Feds? Yeah. Fight the Dark Fleet.
2: Yeah. I got my protective gear on right now.
1: About to it's about to get dark for the Dark Fleet because I'm about to say good night. Yeah. <coughs> Hasta la vista. <coughs> zip, 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 zip. Zap! Shoot with my laser gun. Choo, choo.
2: Yeah, I'm ready to go up there. Lasers blasting. Laser blasting. I'm about to. I'm going to be blasting these yeah. Dark Fleeters. Yeah. Watch
1: out, Dark Fleet. We're coming for you. Me and Art. Well, for not the titular Mr. Bunker, but for my caterwall <laughs> Co host Sandy Hart. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. <laughs>
2: Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.